everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome back to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined as always by my fiance and co-host Agu and friend and co-host Mabel. Welcome back guys. Last episode. Woohoo! <laughs> Season finale. <laughs> mm -hmm. So this is the 19th episode and we're talking about like episodes that are hour and a half, two hours long, right? Plus the yeah. extra bonus episodes that we got in the beginning before, like with the matchmaking and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel? This has been a, a very long season. <laughs> it really has. We have had some of the same issues come up. Some issues get dragged out. Some new issues. And then we're tying it off with a little pretty bow at the end where everyone's like, oh, yeah, every Wednesday I get a surge of messages from family. <laughs> yeah. Friends. Yeah. How do you feel, Goo? Uh, about the season as a whole, I guess, is the question. I guess just the, the point that we're at right now. We're, we're at the very last episode looking back. How do you feel about it? It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, this, this felt long. This, this felt like a long season. Mm -hmm. um, there are definitely some highlights and, and some great moments, um, but yeah, I think while we were watching it, I kind of, I there were a few times that I looked over, and I was like, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on, like, this group of people. Like, if, mm -hmm. I, if I don't have to see them again, I'm okay with that, and I hope they have great lives. Um, I, I imagine that's what it feels like when, like, I don't know, like when people have, like, breakups, and, like, they both feel like, yeah, this is this is the right time. Like that's, I felt like I was breaking up with this season and it, You're it breaking felt... up with season 12. Like, <laughs> Hope we can be friends. You found your closure. <laughs> it's like, I can't make you happy, but someone else can. Someone else. Like, think of me when you're looking into the sunset and remember me fondly. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just echo your sentiments. Um, I won't delay us anymore. We can get into our review. So uh, we're talking about the second part of the reunion today for season 12. Um, if you've listened this far and this is your first time joining us, that's interesting because that's a very specific place to jump in. But anyways, we are a podcast covering <laughs> reality shows on love and relationships. Um, so yeah, we're covering season 12. This is our last one. So we'll talk about kind of what went down with this last episode. And um, yeah, we're, we're coming to a close here. It's it's very weird. All right. So the last time, so, but the part one of the reunion last time, it ends with Chris going out to the parking lot. He's upset because Pastor Dwight was there and they had a whole confrontation, mm -hmm. didn't like it. And so that's kind of where we picked up um, when we came back for part two. So Chris is in the parking lot and he's like, I'm not coming back if Dwight is there. Like I refuse. If I come back and he's still there, we're going to have a problem. So they have Pastor Dwight leave, and it's just Chris and Paige. They talk for a little bit longer, and then we just have Paige and Kevin together. So Paige talks with Kevin one-on-one. -on -one. I personally was very excited for this because all of Paige's storyline, all of the attention that she's getting is always directly related to Chris and through the lens of Chris and his problems. And so I was glad that she got a little bit more airtime just by herself to express whatever she wanted to express and get just like 
some breathing room outside of the, the Chris drama. Um, and they also had her friend Nancy come in and talk about her perspective on the relationship and everything. And Paige also, when Kevin's like, what was this experience like for you? Paige was like, this was traumatic. She labeled mm-hmm. it exactly. So like, yes. I, I was glad that she was able to have that time. What did you guys think? I thought that was spot on. I felt like she was also more direct in some of her responses as well. A lot of times she even, you know, Nancy mentioned this, she's very poised and presentable and thought out with what she's saying. And this time I felt a little bit more of a guard down, calm and direct to say, this sucked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I liked that side of her just uh let it out and mm-hmm. tell us. Mm-hmm. It sucked. <laughs> Summary of her experience. <laughs> this sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really, similar to what we were saying before, I didn't really pick up anything new. It, it kind of felt like stuff that we kind of already knew. Like, you know, we know that she has a, a good support system, which is great. And we know that she's talking to she's getting help and talking to therapists which is great um yeah nothing really magical or any new information came out for me i think i know we're going to talk about the experts soon and their conversations i think i kind of learned a little bit more when they were discussing that um but with her it just it felt like everyone felt bad about how bad the situation yeah. worked out. Like mm-hmm. all of Kevin's questions were basically, you're a champ, you're amazing, so sorry, tell me how you feel. Like it was very much like that. And a lot of her answers were like, I'm not a victim and and I'm not, I don't want to be viewed as that. And and, and I, I appreciate that. And she doesn't want this damsel in distress, which I mean, yep. she mentioned, Pastor mm-hmm. Cal mentioned, Kevin mentioned in a few of his questions. So definitely that was a focus um of this reunion um but it's true i think at the end of the day it's we're just we're trying to make the best out of a really crappy situation and mm-hmm. it's just crappy mm-hmm. yeah true. i think the semantics of how like she's kind of labeled is like the difference between describing someone as a victim of versus a survivor of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, like, I think there's also sometimes this, like, really crappy misconception that, like, if you're, like, a very strong person or you have these different skills and you have gone through trauma and that's kind of when you acquired those skills that you maybe question am I only the person I am today because of the trauma? Like, do I mm. owe this trauma something? And, like, I'm going to call bullshit on that as the reason that you are the person that you are today is because you did the work of repairing yourself from a traumatic situation and came out on the other side. And so you actually did all of the work. The trauma was going to, it's just random and chaotic and it happens. And so mm-hmm. I feel like Paige came out the other side of this because she already had a good set of skills and she are you know has a good system to tap into and she's able to continue on and she is coming out the other side of this because of her and this situation didn't define her this is just something that kind of just gave her a new set of skills that she built herself so 
all the credit is to her and that. And I think that's where it should be. True. True. And all the credit is to her. But the thing I worried about was that they kept saying she was such a good wife, such a good Christian woman acting. And I was like, please don't say that. That is not healthy, I think, all the time because she was being very respectful in how she responded to him and very like, all right, even tempered, which I think, hey, that's great. But Ryan's also a very even tempered person and controlled, but like we didn't say, you know, good job on controlling your emotions to him. And mm-hmm. I just think that was, mm-hmm. like, I did like Kevin's comment, you know, we would have been okay if you tried to choke him out. <laughs> right. We would have supported her. <laughs> right. We would have so supported her. I I don't like when I hear women be encouraged to be so controlled and almost like not show your emotions a little bit because yeah. it doesn't really it, it like for Paige for example it's almost like hey suck it up and deal with how much he is treating you poorly for the sake of being a good woman and not pushing back and I'm like mm-hmm. mm, no no you can go off on the dude and you can act crazy because hey this dude is being crazy and he deserves to have the response so that was just the one thing that really got to me when they kept saying that about her, like how much she was handling herself. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I just think that's not a very healthy societal uh, yeah, idea. Yeah. Cause there's like this stereotype that like women are more emotional than men and that like women make more emotional decisions and are more guided by their emotions. And like, yeah. I would think that that's kind of bullshit. I mean, I think we saw <laughs> two minutes into Pastor Dwight and Chris being in the same room together, they were all having emotions. Like, just because it's anger or they're threatening violence doesn't mean that it's not an emotion. (laughs) So (laughs) I think men are just as emotional. We all express it in different ways. But yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think when they, because I noticed that too, I think my thought, I'm trying to, understand why they mentioned that and i think when dr pepper said something about like page viewed this marriage for lack of a better word like a real marriage where like mm-hmm. i'm in this to be in it forever essentially and that itself can be problematic <laughs> um you know to your point but i think that's why they kept on mentioning that because if mm-hmm. Like, we all know it's a marriage and all this stuff, but I think inherently we all kind of get that this isn't real. Like, it's not a real marriage. And as such, you don't, like, you want to be committed and all this stuff, but it's not, you just, you can't use that same way of judging a normal marriage and you with this. And I think she did not do that, like she was behaving as if they've like dated for five years and then got married Mm -hmm. and now they're having Mm -hmm. a bad two weeks, you know? And like, okay. Like if it was that perspective, like that's not great either, but I get the idea of trying to give him some space to figure his stuff, figure his self out. You know, if, Mm. if you have been dating for a very long time and are in a committed relationship, but 
that's not their case. That's not their situation. Like you just met him and he's like, and he's awful. Like you can leave. <laughs> like, like yeah. I, but like, I don't know, day three, I feel like she could have left like on yeah. the wedding day where we he was talking crazy. Like, right. So it's, I think that, but yeah, I think that's why they mentioned that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. We got mm -hmm. a lot of like, Covenant and my vows mm -hmm. and tribulation, a lot of church talk. Which absolutely, like, I think it was good of her to an extent to be like, I want to honor the words I said because I came into this experiment with the right intentions. Yeah. But I feel like even to an after a certain point, I mean, like, like you said, day three, hey, check out. This is mm -hmm. this is not okay, mm -hmm. and um. I thought Kevin's advice was good when he told Chris, hey, don't let someone, I don't know the words he used, but when Chris had come back inside, then Kevin said, don't let someone make you... Yeah, like get a rise out of you that way or make you act that, that way. Yeah. Something, something. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the whole season page yeah. was... On top of her responses, like she did not let people get a rise out of her, but yeah, 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 it is ironic. The person saying this is the one who has been trying to get a rise out of you, but I, <laughs> I know transitioning to Kevin, yeah, yeah. Mm. I just, I do kind of want to transition into Kevin really quickly. I can I make an analogy really fast before we oh, do, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling like I'm thinking about just the way how dedicated Paige has been to this marriage. And mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about how is it that she's dedicated to the idea of being with Chris or that she's dedicated to the idea of marriage as an institution. Mm -hmm. And it, it's making me think of like folks who are really passionate about like different social social justice things or working for a nonprofit or working um, in some sort of industry that like is really purpose oriented to help a different whatever type of person, whatever type of community. And oftentimes those jobs are like really, really hard to live off of. Like the money isn't necessarily there. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of emotional labor. It's difficult to maintain a good work-life balance. And that's like a really, really hard situation to be in because you care so deeply about this thing and you feel like that's the place that you can make an impact. But mm -hmm. you're, maybe your needs aren't being met financially or you don't have enough time to really take care of yourself. So it's kind of to your detriment as well. And there's kind of this like mm. sacrifice almost that goes into it where it's like, maybe you're not the one that's the problem. Like maybe, maybe like we need to figure out a better system where like a situation that would be best for you is like you living your best life and being like taken care of fully so that you can give, you have the room to give consistently in whatever way that you care about and you know, those different things. So I feel like that's, kind of similar to what Paige was experiencing in this marriage. She believes so much in this marriage that she was like kind of put in a position where she was be, more was taken from her than she was being given. And luckily now she's out of that situation. But anyways, I just was thinking about that a lot today with her. No, that was great. That was spot on. <laughs> so anyways, Agu, you're going to talk about Kevin. What do you think? <laughs> oh, uh, I just deep breath. I just right. I have I have a very difficult time and 
I have a very difficult time watching him and I think parts of me enjoy that he's on the show because he gets he asked the the tough questions quote unquote and there were a few times that they were like um like other participants on the show were like oh you're now on the hot seat so like even they know that like that's Kevin's thing is he's going to ask the tough questions but at what point do tough questions just become you being a dick? And I think there was a lot of time that it was just, it just felt like he was being a dick. And, and I think the, the thing that disturbed me more is like at one side, he'd say things like, you know, you guys are just everyday people. So people need to be nice to you. And that's unfair. And then he proceeds to ask some of the like most pointed manipulative questions. So it's like, you're, you're li- you can't get just it felt like he was trying to get the best of both worlds of being like no i'm here i'm your friend i get how you feel but also Paige, do you remember when chris called you ugly oh no before you say something here's 19 clips of him calling you u- ugly it's mm. just it's just yep. it felt gross and i don't know how because i don't think he is I think he's a great interviewer, so I don't know if it's just how the kind of reworking how the questions are asked or, but it just, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it just, it felt, even the way like he would talk to Chris, you mentioned that like, you know, Chris, make sure you know, you don't have, you don't get in a situation where someone makes you react or gets a rise out of you, but he was trying to do that the entire time. He set him up to do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. He set mm-hmm. him up and then pr- proceeds to play dumb when he does that. It's just like, and if I can see this, I'm sure million, millions of other people can see this as well. So you're not even being clever in how you're mm-hmm. trying to hide it because people are picking this up. So just, I, it, I like he was the part of the, this reunion, if I'm being honest, I just did not enjoy. And I'm sure... I don't know, maybe I'm a hater, whatever, whatever the kids call it. But I just, you know, like I say the kids, <laughs> like I'm like in my 50s or something. <laughs> whatever but these youngins are saying nowadays. These youngins, yeah. Like I'm in my later 20s, okay? I'm old on these streets. Okay. Uh, or like right. Schmidt from New Girl, how he always says youths. <laughs> youths! <He's> youths. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> the youth so of America. Youth, youth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll rant aside. Maybe I'm the only one who picked that up. But I just it was it was yeah, irking no, me. I think mm-hmm. you're spot on. I think you're right. I just see it a lot in talk show interview, etc. Yeah. When they want to say the most comfort controversial questions just to see if they can get a rise out of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just a expectation when you're ro- when you're watching, I don't know, reality TV or whatever. They're just mm-hmm. trying to see what entertainment they can pull out of you if you're going to let them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, actually back to what we were talking about earlier when we kick off the um, episode on Wednesday anyways, they start by saying after talking to Chris, he's willing to come back inside as long as Pastor Dwight is not there. The first thing I thought of was, how long did they have to take to convince him to come back inside? (laughs) A long time. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) 
normally us, you know, common folk <laughs> would be like, all right, dude, you don't want to be here. Bye. Have a good day. Thanks for coming. Peace. No, the producers are like, we're going to keep asking this dude until he comes back inside. We're going to try to get him back. Even Paige was trying to get him back. She followed him to his car and they had another car conversation. Girl, let let his dumbass go sit in the car by himself. Guess what he wants? Everyone to follow him out and give him attention. What are you giving him? You're following to the car and giving him attention. Like, oh, Chris, we can't do this without you. Like, we need you. Like, that. That's playing into exactly what he wants. He wants everyone to tell mm-hmm. him how important he is. Like, come mm-hmm. on. That's why he storms out all the time. If you just let him storm out and leave, he great. No more I problem. Wonder, I wonder what he would do if that happened. Like, he storms out and then, like, no one's following like, him. Uh, wait. Oh. <laughs> wait. So, do I just go home? Do, I, do I leave my mic pack on the floor? He's like, would... no, one, no one's texting me. I don't I don't. <laughs> It's like the little kid. I'm gonna run away. Okay. Okay. Pack. <laughs> uh, wait. Wait. Uh. Great. I have I no think money. Gonna make I your room go. a workout room. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not even mad. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, other stuff that happens. We have Nancy come in, give her take. Sounds like she is ready to throw hands with Chris if she catches him in a dark alley. Which I don't blame her. She saw her friend go through a hard time with this. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, what did you think about Nancy being a part of this? You just shrug. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, good for. I'm glad Paige has great friends, and um, yeah, I'm not a fan of when people. I'm not a fan of. How do I say this? Just I'm not a fan when ladies say like I'm gonna fight this guy. I don't know, in general, that I don't like, because, like, you, like, Chris can't fight you. That's not okay. So, it's just, it's not, I just, I'm not a fan of that, and so, but I, I think she just meant that, like, in general, so I'm not mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. going into that, but. Yeah, um, I didn't take it literally. I thought it was yeah. more just, like, this is how upset I am at him, that, yeah. like. Maybe if I ran into him, I would tell him what I thought or something. Mm-hmm. And she also felt super bad that she didn't get involved earlier. It mm-hmm. seemed like she wasn't privy to a lot of the details that were going on all season long until she watched mm-hmm. it on TV and she's like, oh, crap. Like, I should have said something more after the reception and gotten more involved and mm-hmm. helped her earlier. But, yeah. but now... What- she knows. But, She'll throw hands. <laughs> but, like, that probably wouldn't have changed anything, though, right? Like, Paige True. was probably going to do Paige. You know, Paige wanted to give it a try. So, you know, hopefully she isn't too hard on herself. Like, you, you can, There's only so much you can control. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's go over to Jacob and Haley and their conversation with Kevin. Um, as always, it always kind of amuses me how when Haley comes into a situation, particularly this one where she's about to be interviewed for a TV show about her relationship with her ex-husband and she comes in like everything's great, doing awesome, like never been better, super happy to be there. And it's like, 
She has this very <laughs> performative sort of exterior sometimes that I think is really protective more than anything. But she seemed, she, it's like she was acting like, I'm just so excited to be here. And like, girl, no, you're not. And that's fine. You don't want to see Jacob. Like, that's fine. Yeah. And um, they kind of rehashed a lot of the, the similar things that we've seen the whole time that like he was really trying. She felt like she was really trying he thinks she was cold. She thinks, like, absolutely not. I gave you all the chances. Bracelet gate came up again. All this stuff. Did you, I guess, what did you see with them? Anything new that surprised you? Or any bits about that that you want to call out? Are we calling it, sorry, bracelet gate? That's what we're calling it? I like it. I like I've it. seen people refer to it as that, so I think it's funny. Bracelet gate, okay. <laughs> they give me the impression of the Buick commercial when the version, the new version came out. And the commercial's like, where are you? I don't see you. I'm in the Buick. I'm right in front of you. <laughs> Buick, if you would like to sponsor us. <laughs> There's no need. We'll do it for free. <laughs> right, we'll do it for don't worry free. about it. We got you. This, this one's on us. <laughs> <laughs> but like... That's how I see their relationship. They're just, like, totally missing each other. They're right in front. But they are not on the same page. They're like, wait, what? I don't see you. Oh, my gosh. It's yep. like showing up for a date that you, like, haven't met the person yet. And you're both standing in the same restaurant and, like, looking around and on the phone with each other. And you're like, wait, that's you? <laughs> what? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Also, the line where she's like, I like, oh, this was way later, but she's like, yeah, I like people with big personalities. It kind of reminds me of, this is a basketball reference, but there's this player, Kawhi Leonard. He is known for being a little bit more stoic and he's a great basketball player, but he's like the type that you would imagine like goes to bed at like 930 and <laughs> wakes up to a nice wholesome breakfast and like, he's a Ryan he's just, type. Yeah, he's a he's a Ryan type, but there's this like clip of him being like, oh, you know, I'm a really funny guy. People love me, and like he laughs, and like no one believes him because that's just not <laughs> that's not your vibe. Like your vibe is you're the cool, steady type, not the life of the party type. And I think I think that her saying that kind of hit me with that, like. You know, you're not, you don't like joking around. That's fine. That's cool. You, like, all of Eric, all of Jacob's jokes, they're dry, but you can tell they're jokes. Like, they're not, they're not that dry. Like, the scene where he was commenting on her knees. Her kneecaps. Her kneecaps. <laughs> oh like, my gosh. Like, okay, I get it. That's not the most romantic thing in the world, but that's kind of funny. Like, that's funny. <laughs> Why are we, like, there's plenty, like, most date, heck, most of the dates I've been on are more like that. Like, it's just having fun. Like, I don't get why. I'm like, taking it seriously. Like, what is he supposed to be like? Mm. Mi amor, you're the most lovely woman I've ever seen. Like, what What do you want him to do? That was me it's trying to go, now. like, an Italian <laughs> accent. Like, <laughs> with a flower or something. Just, what what do you want the man to do? Like, you don't like him. He doesn't like you. I just, I don't. That's what, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. That's just what we saw from the very beginning, that she is not attracted to him. She is attracted to a big personality, life of the party, sense of humor, and that is not Jake. He has his dry humor, and he will decide to be in the conversation if he feels it's up to his energy or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just see them as, like, I guess the experts did what they thought was going to balance. It's two ends of the spectrum. Two folks very different, and maybe the the opposites would balance them out, and it didn't work. And so I just... To me, the recurring theme with Jacob and Haley is they both, and Haley actually mentioned this, which Jacob disagreed with, which made me mad, but they both assumed that they knew what the other person was thinking and feeling. Yes. And they never actually got to the point of really talking to each other. And like, that's been something, I think that's a common thing that like everyone does without really realizing it, where like, I'll assume... Like, as we're, we're talking now, if you one of you, like, makes a face, I assume I know what that was about. I'm like, oh, they thought I said something stupid or I'm talking too long or something. Like, I don't actually know that. It could just be your face yeah. itched. could be literally anything else. And, like, I don't know that. But I just take that as fact if I don't actually think about it. And I think with them, that was, like, that times a million. <laughs> Where, like, yeah. it from one of their perspectives, it was always, I'm trying so hard right now and they're shutting me down. And the other person completely misread that as something else and so behaved accordingly. So they were all reacting to things that hadn't actually happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. And they both (laughs) did that a lot. It's like they really didn't want to listen to the other person and learn how they function. It's, no, this is what I expect and this is what I need you to align with. And so when you act this way, I respond that way. And... They didn't really come to relationship to be together, but to morph into what they wanted their partner to be. And it was just really old to revisit every single conversation. Like, you needed to be more like this. You did it like that. I'm just like, okay, got it. You're two different people. Cool. Can we move forward? Right. Right. Their entire conversation together I was like, is this what it feels like to be a, di- a divorce attorney? Like, you're around people who are just, like, they were arguing everything. And, like, it was the annoying type of arguing where, like, you're saying a point and then you misspeak or you say one thing wrong. And then the other person's like, oh, is that how you really feel? And, like, they pick the one sentence out of, like, <laughs> the paragraph that you gave. And it was just like, I don't want to watch this. This is awful this is really awful um yeah it was just like the bracelet point i i think we all get what he was trying to say right like i gave a gift and like i never actually saw you wear it and i think she was taking that in as you wanted the gift back how dare you type of thing which again they're hearing they're not hearing what the other person is saying yeah they're not responding Mm -hmm. to what the other person is saying yeah. And they're not also really telling the other person. So we kept hearing her say that she missed a connection. I kept hearing that she was trying to find this intellectual connection with him. Hey, let's have these deep conversations. Let's get to know our strengths, weaknesses, deepest fears, and open up uh, vulnerably to each other. That's what's going to get the connection through to me. I don't remember her really saying any of that as like, hey, this is what's going to help me get this connection with you. And this is how I 
grow a connection with a person. I don't remember her really saying that. And then he just wanted to be goofy and have a good time and let's go do this fun activity together and kind of like go with the flow. But then all he kept doing was redoing the same thing, the same effort, and mm-hmm. getting rejected by it, and that's it. And it's like, you need to really talk about why you're doing the things you do and how you're trying to drive value the way you're trying to drive value, because they were both doing different things. It's just that's not how the other person received it. He was showing his love language through gift giving, and he was hoping for words of affirmation, and she is not giving words of affirmation. And she was looking for maybe more, um, I would say quality time, but it's different quality time than what he was trying to go for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And like, what do you think about what she or what he was saying about how she would only really kind of turn it on and talk to him like when the cameras were there? Do you think that's true? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> Uh-huh. His line about... That doesn't surprise you? His, when they're, like, asking them, can you say something nice about the other person? And his line was, she's driven. I was like, wow, that is levels of petty. I really, I appreciate that. Like, what I... I'm not going to do the thing we were saying, that, like, you're reading into stuff. But, like, I feel like he was saying, like, you know, she wants to being entertainment and she's driven and gonna perform on camera even though she doesn't i was like this is like he really did not like this relationship (laughs) like his his compliment is just a burn in disguise like it was not it was not great um i wonder i just i think if I put myself in her shoes and there's, I'm married to a person that I do not like. I do not find them funny. I do not find them attractive. And I have to see them like once a day. I kind of get like what she did, where she's like, all right, I will see you the time that I have to. We'll go on some weird date. And then I don't have to talk to you again for the rest of the day. And I'm happy about that. And I could see the appeal of that if you really don't like, you know, if you just, you don't see it working. And then from his side, I could see that feeling fake. Like I could see that as Mm -hmm. you're only around me when the cameras are on. Like you don't actually like me. Like I don't, I just can't see them like texting each other, calling each other outside of recording. Like that probably wasn't happening. So yeah and then from her perspective she's like hey i'm showing up here like i don't like you but i still showed up like this is Mm -hmm. me trying (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i think that's what i was getting so yeah Yeah. i mean kevin also brought up an interesting comparison which mambala i know you've watched more of the previous seasons of this show than we have so i want to ask you this he compared them to jamie and doug do you think that was fair not at all i was really annoyed by that because there's so much more that happened in season one that brought them together and they're also very different people doug from the beginning you could tell he was unfazed by the fact that she wasn't really physically attracted to him he was like okay thanks this grass is green the sky is blue like i you know that's kind of the impression i got from doug in season one it's like sure (laughs) if you're not attracted to me 
Um, but that's like only the surface level of who I am as a person. So like it, it, that's and but then now you hear um, Jacob talk about like he just got stuck on that point and he couldn't get past that point. And I think that's the point Kevin was trying to make like, hey, dude, it's just one thing. Let it go and keep moving. See if you can find an emotional connection and build past and then maybe find that attraction eventually. But he got stuck on it. Anyways, um, Doug in season one also, though, had a lot of emotional support he was giving to Jamie. In season one, we learned that Jamie grew up on a trailer park and she really tried her best to get out of um, the cycle that she didn't want to see her future in. And so she sees or she brings Doug to her childhood home and just really breaks down. And she's just like, just it's just a very emotional, a very emotional during that season to kind of watch her revisit this part of her life. And also she's there with someone that she's not really attracted to, but you can tell that was one of the pivotal moments in the relationship. Doug was like, I'm still here for you. Like I, like he wasn't overbearing, but he was just physically there. That's it. Just like present for her. Mm -hmm. And they also had a mm, difficult time in, in a different part of the season where we learned that, like, Doug said he wasn't a smoker, but he went outside to, like, smoke a cigarette at one point. And that triggered from her past, like, someone who lies and eventually cheats and, you know, bad cycle of relationship, et cetera, et cetera. So then they also talk about that. And eventually, after the blow up, they talk about, like, why it was such a trigger for her because she has seen so many relationships go sour off of little pebbles, you know, that could have been seen, mm -hmm. that could have been seen early yep. on. Yeah. So it's like there was so much in season one between J Doug and Jamie that was mm, instrumental in what their relationship became. I mean, now and also at the end of season one. That you can't just use one little thing in the beginning to say, yeah, Jamie cried on her wedding day because she wasn't physically attracted to Doug and Jacob couldn't get over it when Haley's not attracted to him. I don't know. It was just way... like. Two completely different people, two completely different scenarios, two completely different experiences that you cannot try to put this one little thing because they're also like Jacob needs positive affirmation. He needs the words of encouragement. Doug didn't. They're just different people. 90% of people in relationships want their partner to say that they're good looking and attracted to them. Like why are we even like it is not on Jacob to force mm -hmm. somebody to find you attractive. What the hell is he, Kevin, talking about? Like, this yeah. is, like, just this kind of, to bring more sports analogies, this feels like, so we're, I had, I was on a team, and we're not doing well, and one of the players in particular, that's the reason why we're not doing well, to, like, we all knew as a team, the coach kind of knew that you can't really, like, calling him out is not going to help, like, certain people if you do that they're just gonna like fall apart and it's just it's really mm -hmm. bad for their their confidence so he just says you he like talks about the team as a whole and like the team isn't doing well the team isn't well in actuality we all know who he's talking about but he's trying to address it without making that person feel attacked and then other people like there are other people on our team that that had different confidence levels where you could t call them aside and say hey you you know ob 
that was an awful pass. What the hell are you doing? That's bad. But OB can handle that. He's one of those personalities that he's not going to take that negatively. It felt like that's what Kevin was doing. Like, Kevin can't say, Haley, you're bad. Like, he basically had to, like, agree with her the entire time because she just... I don't know if he felt this way or if, there, if he was told this, but just it feels like he's not able to do that. Like, he mm. literally never calls her out. He never... And that's fine. Like, there's, they're not in court, so I'm okay with that. But to then try to put all of that on Jacob, like, oh, I feel like you weren't romancing her enough. If a lady says she doesn't like you and doesn't find you attractive can't we just listen to her can't we just believe her like can't we just take her word for it like why is this something that no you know what she doesn't actually know what she's attracted to let me bring some flowers and that's gonna do the thing like i'm sorry that's ridiculous <laughs> and like i know it's worked greg and diana she didn't say he was unattractive but she was kind of slow and, and colder in the beginning and he kept on trying and and jamie and and doug it sounds like had a similar thing and the guys who can do that, congratulations. You guys are good for you. That's great. Me, myself, personally, I'd check out. I'm like, there's more, there's, you're not the only lady in the world. No. What, like, why is, whether or not you end up with Haley, what, no. Go find someone else. And he will. And she's going to find someone else. And they'll be fine. So don't yeah. give me this crap about go romance her. I, just, I feel like you're Brianna's mom when um, she was talking to her about, like, if he can't handle it, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we're literally eight, seven, eight billion people. Somebody else is going to find you cute. Go, just go find someone else. Like, she... Also, this was an experiment. Ugh. This was an experiment. They never had a chance yeah. to meet each other, to dip their little toe in the water to see if this was even a good idea. Like, this is like... If you're cooking dinner and you're like, okay, I usually have, I don't know, asparagus with my salmon, but today we're going to try some squash and we'll see Ooh. how that goes. And like, might taste good to you, might be terrible, but it doesn't mean you have to sit there and be like, okay, what are all the reasons why the squash didn't go with the salmon? Let's break it down. <laughs> Let's just spend the next eight weeks talking about it. I had questions. Like, it's like, no, it's just, it didn't work and that's fine. Get you some asparagus, get you some broccoli, like get out in those streets, get at that mm. farmer's market. You try some other veggies and you might not like some other ones too. But you don't have to question why. You just It's just new information. It's just kind of a yeah or a nah. <laughs> like, I love that's, this. I think that's why I'm so frustrated with them. Because it's like, they're just not supposed to be together. Like, why yeah. are we hashing this out over and over of all the reasons yeah. why? It's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I love your analogy. Like, I'm just picturing you like adding different seasonings. Like, I, oh, I have to make this asparagus work. Okay, I'll throw some cayenne pepper on this. No, garlic. No, uh, oh, salt. it's probably because I used the garlic granules instead of real garlic, and I probably should have roasted it. Like, if I had roasted it, this would have been fine. Like, why didn't I roast it? it like, oh my god. I have to romance this asparagus. Take it to a fancy oh. restaurant. Make it s'mores, you know? Like, I gotta, like, really get into this asparagus. Dress it up in something nice, you know? <laughs> Let's get something going. Yeah, so I just... Yeah. I'm okay with them. It's just like, move on. It's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all true. <laughs> all right. 
So we also got to see all the guys mm -hmm. together. Which last time we saw all the ladies together, so now yep. we see all the guys. Except for Chris, he peaced out. Um, they they like kept asking questions about like, what do you think about Chris not being here? And they're <laughs> they're all just like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Like it's probably more comfortable for everyone if he's not. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if this is a this is an L for us here. Um, so I guess what stuff came out of there? But they talked about the girls' night that they the the whole thing with Jacob and Haley, how like she said she was going out for a girls' night, and then he went down to the hotel lobby and saw everyone hanging out, and she scurried away all scared, and it was this whole dramatic thing. Yeah. So they asked all the guys like, "Well, what actually happened? Like, let's get to the bottom." <laughs> At seven o five, I received a text from the lady in front of you. She informed me that there was a ladies' night. I then responded, question mark, can I join? You can see the text messages. I put this into record. It felt like a court case. I was like, okay, all right. Which, again, we're debating about something that doesn't matter. And then also like, dude, if you wanted it to be handled differently, just tell her, hey, I would have liked to be handled differently, which like he kind of did, but like in an accusatory way saying like, yeah. you lied and you messed up and you didn't do it right, dude. The first time y'all try to do something like this, so maybe yeah. you were on the same page. So talk about it, do it better next time, move on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, sounds like Clara did what I would have wanted Haley to do. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. Next. Yeah, like he overreacted. He definitely overreacted. I think. Mm -hmm. oh, oh gosh, back to Kevin. But a woman <laughs> who sleeps t with you—that's not—that's not not trying. Okay. I don't know any person who would sleep with you who doesn't find you attractive. We It's yeah, called Chris. It's literally called Chris. We have him on the show. That happened this exact same season, like, across the hall. They literally did the same thing. They had sex together, didn't like each other, and thought that was going to help. Why are we acting surprised? Why are we acting like this is... Okay, I'm done. Just... <laughs> Kevin, see me outside. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It's back, not the... He's yeah. gonna give you the advice, hey Agu, don't let someone get a rise out of you. That's what you're gonna hear. That's <laughs> hilarious. That would be so great. Oh, it's all coming back around. <laughs> That's so funny. Don't let Kevin make you upset. I feel like you really were dragged down, Agu. I think you should do better. I'm like mm -hmm. you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the guys though just did not wanna give an opinion on each other because they're like, no, like, you know, it's against each other's, mm -mm, it's not about to be a cat fight in here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like they ask a lot of pointed questions about, like, they pulled up the, the clips about Eric and Virginia talking about her, their lifestyles, like, especially early on, the big thing was, she's a party girl, and he's a responsible pilot, how are they gonna work? So they, like, pull up those clips to everybody, and they're like, thoughts? <laughs> Like, no, this is not appropriate. Like, nothing about this format is okay for any of the guys to be like, well, I think Virginia actually should have, like, slowed down on her lifestyle to respect. Like, no one is going to, like, to give you the kind of gossipy response that you're expecting right. because they're about to sit in a room together. Also, they're all friends. Also, yeah, like, yeah. it's just not worth it for them to start dissecting each other's relationship problems. Like, Ironically, mm -hmm. the only person who would be... I want to say dumb enough, but that's mean. Who would do that is Chris, who's not there. But like, mm -hmm. I could totally see him being like, 
Ah, yes. Here you see a drunkard. <laughs> oh, gosh. Damn. 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 I've <laughs> never heard the word drunkard used oh, really? in a, like, a non-biblical it's... way. Like, just talking to people and they call people drunkards? You, you've I've seen heard this? Yeah. How old was this person saying that? I mean, they were my parents' age. <laughs> I mean, I'm not seeing like a 20 year old out here saying drunkard and then Chris trying to be like all adult whatever. Let's get drunkard tonight. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue um, as much. Yeah. So we also learned that Vinny is the one that has the most game out of all the guys. <laughs> and they show all the different times. He's like, he got Brianna a bicycle. He picked her up and walked her onto their little beach dinner date mm -hmm. and showing him popping the champagne and being like Mr. Suave. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like how they had to call him out as like, oh wow, he's really doing it. And like to me he's kind of like he just he's doing a great job, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's just how people act in relationships. The the scene of him getting the s'mores was pretty funny yeah it was super cute yeah like he was grinning the entire time like <laughs> that like like a little run up the stairs like oh my gosh i'm gonna give her some s'mores and then I love it yeah I love and i like how it was like never before seen footage and it's like oh what is this footage gonna be he's, <laughs> it's just him making a snack he's making a snack. <laughs> that was really cute he's just like a little kid like yeah. giddy like hee hee <laughs> It felt yeah. like how a little kid might deliver a valentine to their crush in like elementary school. They're just like, oh my god, here you go. <laughs> I hope you like it. <laughs> is this oh, I kind of yeah. want to ask if you guys have ever had to like exchange valentine cards in elementary school. That was a thing that you did in your school. It was like an annual thing, like make Valentine's Day cards for everybody. And you um, come in with your bag and you hand out your Valentine's Day cards, everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we do that, too. Like, there would be a whole craft session where you have to decorate your paper bag that you're going to tape to the edge of your desk so people mm -hmm. can put their Valentines in there. And it was always like a really big deal what Valentines you gave out. It'd be like sometimes you get like cartoon characters. It's like, oh, is it going to be like a... I don't I don't even remember what was popular. Mickey back Mouse. Then, but I probably just picked like animals where it's just like cute dogs or something. <laughs> just, that was a very big deal. Yeah, I just remember it being a big like I said, a big deal. I'm like, oh my gosh. Susie said hi. Oh my gosh. That was a big deal. There was no Susie in my class, but that seems like a nice solid fake name. Um Yeah, and then I do remember the oops. I remember the box and like that was like bedazzled to look like a Valentine's mm -hmm. box, which was kind of, mm -hmm. kind of fun, but interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. What were you going to say yeah. about before? Oh, no, I... you're good. It was just another random comment about like, I remember if anything, the way to make it super cutesy, like I remember one of my elementary school crush, I like wanted to put extra little like drawings on his Valentine's and put them in, in this Ooh. maybe like a mind of mine saying, oh, maybe he'll notice I put extra uh -huh. I don't know, little designs on his car. <laughs> My He'll fall in love with me self. now for sure. <laughs> He'll know. He'll know. There's an extra right, heart there. Right. He's not able to compare that to the other cards, but he'll pick up <laughs> that there's an extra one. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
There was this one girl that used to like punch me on the shoulder, and that was so annoying. <laughs> and of course, you know, because mm-hmm. she likes you. But just at that age, I was like, no, I just generally dislike you. Stop punching me <laughs> on the shoulder. This hurts. <laughs> but then, like the card, I was like, wait a second. There's a I got a card from her, huh? <laughs> just elementary and that girl school. was me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dating she's like, since I'll, elementary I'll never school. forget you, <laughs> Your first love. <laughs> Always meant to be. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Gave me strong shoulders that year. Um, but, okay. <laughs> we had actual stuff anyway. about the show. Vinny's game. Vinny's game. game. Mm-hmm. That's all I have yeah, for, like, the guys easy. meeting. Yeah. They seem like they like to hang out. Apparently, they're group track their group text is strong so that's that's pretty exciting they said they don't hang out as much as the ladies do so um but also another funny thing that came out was that like they were like do you understand jacob's sense of humor like since it's so dry they're like yeah he's hilarious and jacob was like i think the only one that didn't understand it was Haley. (laughs) like everyone else got his vibe but her (laughs) yeah that was perfect Perfect yeah. pairing, guys. Really nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He seems to like have a, a good relationship. Like they all seem to have a pretty good relationship. Um, before we started recording, I think Mabel, you mentioned that like Vinny is like, you can tell he's like trying to make sure everyone is doing okay, and he's like, yeah. like he was kind of supporting, like kind of speaking up for Chris a little bit, kind of speaking up for Jacob when he was like, yeah, I get it. Like if. You know, if you're getting rejected often, like you could tell he's trying to be like a mediator, which was which was mm-hmm. nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. Just he seems like such a nice guy. You know, it's just yeah, it's, it's he just wants cool. everybody to be happy. He just yeah. wants mm-hmm. everybody to have a good day. He just kind of gives you that teddy bear vibe of let's just all have fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. totally teddy bear, <laughs> teddy bear vibes for sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Vincent is the the one who's the least likely to jump into the traps of like gossiping and talking mm-hmm. like bad about people or whatever. He's just like, it's I don't see the point in this. Let's just be mm-hmm. nice. Like, why not? <laughs> why not let this be a good experience? And I really appreciate that. I think that speaks a lot to his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we also got to see, and I'm not sure if they've done this before this way at least, but they had the experts come in and talk about the season. So um, they talked about regretting choosing Chris. That's a big one. Yeah, I thought that was a big moment. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that chose him. They know how rough this turned out to be. And they were like, yeah, I wish we wouldn't have done that. Based on what we saw, we thought this was a good idea. But clearly it was not. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting. You know, they're the ones that got him in this mix. Exactly. And they kind of admitted a little bit that like, yeah, we, we kind of messed up. It made yeah. me think too, though, like how honest is too honest when you're in the interview process with them? Because he made sure to put on his best self fooling the experts. But then other people, I'm sure when they're trying to put on their best self, also be honest, they could get passed up because of some of the red flags they said that they saw in Chris and I don't know it's... yeah 
We could have had another Dominican on this show, and they passed up on him. Could have. Because he liked his mother. <laughs> we won't forget. We're back to that again. Yes, I loved him. I am the like most petty. Like I just like those seasons ago, and I'm bringing it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I actually so as I've said already, but I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode, but this part of it was great. Like, I really hope they do this a lot more often. It was really, really cool hearing the um, experts talk about, like, their thought process, picking the different couples, and and some of the things that they observed, and even, like, the fact that they didn't necessarily all agree, which was great. Like, yeah, it felt like Dr. Pepper, when they were talking about Haley, she was like, oh, see, she's being cold and da-da-da. Uh, but uh, Dr. Viviana was a little bit more on, like, Haley's side. Not that there's sides on this, but, like, I just, it, it was really, like, I would listen to a podcast of, like, just them discussing mm-hmm. the season in a heartbeat. Like, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh... To, to go back to your your Chris point, um, yeah, I appreciate that they were they were kind of honest. Uh, this wasn't really a surprise. Like I think we've seen in quite a few interviews while the season was going on, where they're like, "Yo, we had no idea Chris was this bad." Like you could tell they um, aren't aren't proud about picking him. Um, so. I think it was good to then ask, you know, for them to re- re- reiterate that and, and say that. Um, so, question. I think sometimes it, we feel like it's easy to feel like everything that happens on a show is like planned that way. And if it's mm-hmm. bad stuff, it was planned that way for drama. And if it's the good stuff, it was to make these, you know, two people happy. Do you do you believe them when they say that like they that was not their intention in terms of picking Chris? Um, you know, uh, yeah. I guess that's my question. Do you do you do you believe them? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah, I think it's kind of a tip of the iceberg type thing though with him because they saw some red flags to an extent. Everybody, I mean. Haley being more closed off and Jacob with his sarcasm. Vinny, they even mentioned about his pride. Like, they all had these little pieces that they saw that, hey, maybe this could go awry and ruin the relationship. But with Chris, it was it ended up being an iceberg that they just saw the tip of. And yeah. I don't know. I have a tough time because they also have a very tough job. They were yeah. trying to filter through these thousands of people and get the best candidates and see how they're going to react in a situation that they have really zero visibility to prior and hope for the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just kind of mm-hmm. let some get through the cracks sometimes. Like this season, mm-hmm. it's Chris. Season nine, it was... What's his name? Nate, the basketball player, the really tall one who played Oh, Indiana. yeah. Yeah. Matt, I think. Right? Matt? Yeah. Matt. Amber. Matt and Amber. It was Matt and Amber, yeah. Matt. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Like, they hey. had Mia, who was... Had oh, a, Mia. Had a, Kristen. Had a, was had a record. Chris. That was 
the most awkward relationship to watch. Yeah, so we've married you with a lady who is currently being investigated for stalking her ex. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's a tough job for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely appreciate how yeah. difficult that is. Like if you've ever been, of course, most people have been in some sort of like job interview, but if you've ever been on the hiring side of things and you're trying mm -hmm. to sort of sift through candidates and, and pick someone just for like a very straightforward job. It's not even like you're pairing them with a person, you're pairing them with like a set of tasks that you need them to do. But like that can be very difficult too, because you're, it's, it's a lot of information to take in. However, they are setting themselves up as the three experts. They call them experts all the time. So like, that means that they are the people who are capable of doing this. It is concerning to me that someone like Chris who shows has shown us so many like narcissistic tendencies mm -hmm. and like such he was very misogynistic in his early like introdu introducing Chris thing where he's describing like what type of wife he wants and what how his children are clones of him and how they're going to build a brand with their family or something the like dynasty the dynasty and like how yeah. his wife is going to be this um this archetype, it was like those red flags didn't just show up after he married Paige. Yeah. And so I questioned their expertise if someone like him slipped through the cracks. If he, I, I don't know, I guess I'm curious like what the those early conversations with him looked like and how it went and like how different of a Chris that must have been for them to select him. Yeah. But even when he was like, doing all his thing of like, I want her to be a freak and like, she's got to look hot all the time and whatever. It's like, that also mm -hmm. could have been a time to pull him aside and be like, Hey, I have a few extra questions for you. True. And like, just kind of make sure we're feeling it out and making sure we're making a good decision. And I, I feel like it was a lot of signs that like, this wasn't going to be a good situation. And I feel like it could have been prevented or cut short much faster before like, Paige even got into the picture. Mm -hmm. I don't know. With with only like the information that we're given, who knows? I I don't know. Yeah. I would like to think that they pair everyone in good faith and do their best. And the chaos that we see is just a result of what happens when you match two random people together yeah. and put them in this high pressure situation. Like you're naturally going to get a lot of drama and conflict out of that. But I don't know. I'm uneasy about it because yeah. I feel like this is one that could have been avoided. Yeah. I I kind of, I really appreciate, um, about that you mentioned the whole, like, red, like, everyone has red flags because no one's perfect, right? And, and, like, hindsight, yeah, Chris saying all the things about, like, he wants a freak and, and, and all this stuff looks bad, but... I mean, one of the experts is literally a sex expert, a sex therapist. Like, people have different sex drives. Like, there are people who, Chris clearly has a very, very high sex drive. Him being honest about that, I think, is good. Like, pairing him with someone who has a low sex drive would have been a train wreck. And mm -hmm. even with all the stuff that they had that they didn't, like... 
if Pierce Page has a high sex drive, as like they had a lot of sex for a couple that didn't really like each other. So mm-hmm. even that, I'm like, that could have worked. It's just, it's just the chemistry wasn't there. On Chris' the side, the the face as he <laughs> described the it. That's um, their only problem. So I, a part of me thinks, and of course, like. We weren't there, blah, blah, blah. Caveat, caveat, caveat. But a, <laughs> a part of me feels like they were like, okay, we hear what Chris is saying. He wants, quote unquote, a trophy wife. And he wants all this very stereotypical things. Let's pair him with someone who is who is awesome, who is amazing. She also has a high sex drive. She also is very devout, but isn't... Um, isn't as uh just not as focused on those other aspects and see if that works like at one point pastor cal said something about like even chris himself said that like she's the type of woman that i need like i think that was their thought process of like okay it's not exactly what you're asking for but this has all the elements there and you're in finance and in business she's an accountant like i get why on paper i i I do i think i i'm I'm giving them a little bit more uh room with this one even though it turned out so bad i think i could see thinking that it's okay um i just wish there was a way for them to recreate the pressure because I think that's mm-hmm. something where, like, they're in an interview, like, we've seen it multiple times with Chris. He's fine until he's under pressure. Then he kind of blows up and then mm-hmm. apologizes. Like, if there was a way to recreate that, but I don't want you, like, hazing people. So yeah. it's it's a hard mm-hmm. situation. And even then, how do you decipher some of the, I don't want to fully call it lies, but little white lies that they give mm-hmm. in the interview? Because from what Pastor Cal said, he did say he had like at least interest in all types of women body figures etc he wasn't particular about trophy wife how she looked but then you saw his reaction to Paige, and actually he did have a very specific physical type that he envisioned for himself it just maybe wasn't super clear in the interview process and then they also said about Haley that she said in the interview process she was very affectionate but then all season long because she wasn't attracted to him, she shut all that down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, holding hands was a challenge for them. That was like, you did it. She struggled to hold that man's hand all the way across the couch. Like, And how are you supposed to romance that? Okay, Kevin, I'm done. (laughs) I I keep on, like, that's that's just killing me. Okay, but. (laughs) Um, Sorry, what were you saying, um, Ashley? I interrupted. I feel like you're gonna say something. And I jumped in. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so they also mentioned that they liked how open Brianna and Vincent were to their advice. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, where it, I'm sure it's meaningful to them, especially as the people who match them, to be gonna given the opportunity to continue to support them because they can only help as much as people are open to getting feedback. So mm-hmm. I think that was nice. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Dr. Pepper, like, called out Haley as being cold. And like you said, Dr. Uh, or, yeah, Dr. Viviana, she, like, walked it back a little bit. It was like, okay. Like, but also Jacob had these things he could work on. It, it sounded like they were, you mentioned this before we started recording, but you said, like, it felt like Dr. Viviana was, like, very good at, like, smoothing everything over so that all of the expert feedback, if it kind of was a little bit harsh on one person, that they would even it out with like, yeah, but here are some good things and like mm -hmm. trying to give a full rounded picture because, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're trying to be fair. So I think that's a good direction to take it. Yeah. Yeah. They also, uh, now I'm just pointing out little things I remembered, but like when Pastor Chris tried to give the high five and just got left hanging there. Do, do you remember that? Oh, Pastor Cal? Cal? Did you say Pastor Dr. Chris? High five. Honey. <laughs> I was like, Pastor Dwight, Pastor Cal, no. or Chris, what's going on? <laughs> Chris came well, in and tried to get a high five. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> All names are the same. They're just, just clumbled up here. Um, but that human was really one, funny. Human two. <laughs> I just remember them with their face, really. That's that's it. Um, but like, I don't think she ever caught that until like, they probably had to tell her afterwards. Like, you know, he it tried so to give you a though. high no. five. Everyone else saw it and Dr. Uh, Dr. Pepper was like making this really salient, serious no. point, and everyone else was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, and I also really like how Pastor Cal called out that, you, you know, Paige was not a victim. She does not want to be seen as yes. a victim. I think that's really important that they don't frame this as like, oh, poor Paige. She's this, like you said, damsel in distress, and that she had this she's just helpless and it, this has completely broken her and all that stuff like kevin kept trying to say like broken woman i was like what are you doing don't say that don't ever call anyone broken he and said it like three times she's yeah. not broken yeah so it's just that's harsh back to back to my beef with kevin stop framing the questions like it was so much like <laughs> yeah. he would deliver a monologue like i know you feel this way this way this way but question it's like how do you feel they can talk for themselves you don't have to like frame this you know chris was an awful trying person and us the entire team are really against it so dr viviana how do you feel it's like well she could have told us that there's no need we don't need you see me outside kevin yeah. see me outside yeah. <laughs> That's called a leading question. Yeah. And that's, it's like, Agu, how much do you like my shirt today? <laughs> it's like, I'm assuming he likes my shirt. He might not. He can tell me himself. Sorry, there's a dog behind me. Finn is making his cameo. Yeah, that was the leading questions were so many. So, so many. Like, like your broken point. He's like, you know, a broken woman, like uh, Paige. I'm just like, First, like, they don't even agree with you. Like, Pastor Cal was like, I don't think she should be broken. So don't try to lead them mm -hmm. with these questions. And, and uh, yeah, I'm going to try to be charitable and assume that he just wanted to, I don't know. He wanted to be helpful in his questions. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, like, these are smart people. They can answer stuff for themselves. So... I mean, I think we've all had an experience in a relationship that's just like terrible. Mm. And he did say that this has to happen. This had to happen to our national television. Like of all yeah. things, this is 
already a crappy situation for her and Chris to be in, and then just to publicize it to the world, like, yeah, that's a lot. Not how you want to go through this. You just want to put it in the past, let it be, and just never revisit it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I also kind of see like the way the format in which questions are asked on this show when it's like the interviewer or even when they would do the um what was it called when jamie would ask questions to the cast members before like an episode aired oh oh Um, it's not couples cam it was like that i forget the name of this unfiltered 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 thank you so like the format of those questions I think they're naturally trying to get certain types of information. And so they're trying to have a very verbose question to kind of give context and kind of give a hint of exactly what type of answer you want so that you can get a concise and clipped answer that doesn't bleed into other things so that they can chop up the segment however they would like to. So like the way that we might ask each other questions where it's really open-ended because we want to explore a lot of different things and we don't, really care where it ends up we just want to follow whatever's interesting they want to do the opposite because they're trying to can it and have it be something that like they can package up later fairly easily so like i understand why they do it but i wish that they would still leave some room in there for like a little bit more exploration in the answer do you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. where it's always like brianna and vincent it seems like you had some times where your communication wasn't the best and it seems like this conversation around being bossy is something that you overcame. Like, what did you learn from that conversation? And it's so specific Mm -hmm. that it's like, you have to only respond about this specific part of your communication about that specific thing that happened. And it's not just like, what have you learned about communication throughout this? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so pointed. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I didn't, that's a, that's a good, that's something to consider. It's like a, like you said, where if they gave an answer that was just broad, how would they fit that into an episode? And also, these are like ordinary people. And sometimes you'll probably get like a Ryan answer of, yeah, for sure. And like, not really in depth. So I, I guess I I get that. Yeah, that's a fair point. It just, yeah, it's that balance. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of like with, with leading interview questions where like you ask someone I forget the analogy. There's like this example of like calling someone. I'm going to try to clean this up, but I think it's like accusing someone of being like a thief. It's like, you know, what would you say? Because you're a thief, how do you feel about this? And then the person's going to spend like half of the question saying like, no, I'm not a thief. Meanwhile, you just keep on saying thief over and over again. So people are going to think thief in that person. And it, I would see that sometimes in the questions, especially like the Jacob questions where he just, he kept on going back to like, you know, well, you know, you never tried a lot. So what would you say about that? And it's like, no, I don't agree with that premise. Like, don't ask me the question that way. I, I disagree with that. But then you want to address the question, but then you addressing the question now makes it seem like you're acknowledging it. So it's Mm. this weird minefield situation. Yeah. Um, I'd be like someone saying, Ashley, as someone who has high anxiety and is going through a stressful time in your life, what do you think are the best ways for you to like reduce your anxiety so you don't affect other people? 
I'd be like, well, first of all, <laughs> rude. Second of all, fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, do I have high inside? I, have, I must have high inside. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. But right. I guess, about did you, like, how did you feel about them, though, in terms of, like, would you listen to a podcast of them? Just the experts. Oh, the experts. Just the experts? Mm-hmm. I think they're very open and candid when they talk, so I think so, because I was also wondering if maybe just over the course of the seasons they've become more comfortable and can mm-hmm. have that. All right, I know how to be open, but also not be, like, completely unfiltered, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of being on TV... When I was listening to Ryan, I think he's a cool dude. I really do. Like, he seems awesome and fun to be around. But some of his answers, I just kind of got sick of hearing him respond to questions because it's always some political walk the line, neither here nor their yeah. decision. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, I, I can probably not predict what you're going to answer next with the next question Kevin gives you. It's just like, it's nothing new. It's not interesting. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. hear an opinion or something. And he yeah. generally avoids, you know, taking a strong stance on mm-hmm. at least what we've seen from this show so he's i think that's so private pretty... what he's so private yes i think that's it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. so the experts i think do a relatively good job of just hey here's an opinion without being pushy and they even said it with Paige and um chris that they couldn't intervene until Paige said she was ready and even though they wanted to many times before, she was ready to be like, all right, let's, you know, let's end this. This is not healthy anymore. This is not who the person we thought. And this is not what should be a marriage anymore. They were like, hey, Paige wants it. So it's her choice. Until she says otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That I really appreciated them saying because, heck, it was the last recording that I was just like, why are you do- You're recording this. You're supporting this by re- recording this. Don't give me that. And I guess looking at it from that perspective of they didn't want this relationship to go on, but she, Paige, wanted it. So what yeah. are you going to do? So I, I that was helpful to hear. And if I try to put myself in that position i could see that being very very frustrating and it's you know they're they have seen plenty of marriages so they know that this is not how they typically at least healthy ones go um so yeah i i I get that so we also saw all of the couples together minus chris (laughs) they like had a point of having an empty chair next to Paige. It's like you know he wasn't gonna come back. Like why? Why are you trying to act he was like done. he was gonna? You never planned for him to be here for this whole thing. Like, give me a break. Maybe. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. so we see like everyone talking. They kept it pretty light. Also, we have to acknowledge the "that's my jam" thing with Ryan. Yes. <laughs> After all this time, what is the phrase that we have said for Ryan consistently? For sure. For sure. For sure. He says yeah. for sure. In every single sentence that man says. And after all this time, they want to tell us that that's my jam is his brand. Like, I mean, but they had a lot of clips. Like, clearly that was. We didn't pick up on it, though, all season. So because we were so busy. Not... Focus on we the for focused. sure. Yeah. <sighs> What's happening the whole time? <laughs> 
we, yeah, we got hyper focused on for sure. We just mm -hmm. ignored anything else like jam. Oh, we couldn't even consider there was another catchphrase. <laughs> there could have been two catchphrases. Oh my god, we missed yeah. out, guys. <laughs> so I love super cuts like that because everyone has their thing. Like mm -hmm. I know all of us do it. You could listen if you listen to all our episodes in a row. You'd be like, oh. Ashley says this all the time, or Mabel says this all the yep. time, and Goose says this all the time, but until you hear it like that, you don't pick up on it. It's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like my, the things that I, like the phrases, I will have them for like a week. Like I have a week where I just repeat the same phrase in a lot of things. So I'm sure that like some of our recordings, it's like me saying lit or something, or swole, because I heard uh, the youngins say. <laughs> the youths. <laughs> the youths. Here we go with the youths again. I love <laughs> face when I said swole. She was just like, what is this old man saying? <laughs> I could feel the disgust. I, that's, I love oh this. I, I feel great. I'm happy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh right. gosh. Well, <laughs> I also wanted to, to bring up, so they talk about kind of what it feels like to have been on the show and now the show is coming out week by week yeah and kevin asked them like do you get some sort of flood of messages and calls and everything after wednesday night when the show is airing and they were all visibly like yup and it's annoying can you imagine how hard that must be like oh, and yeah. even yeah like even someone like clara who i would say had like a pretty like mild experience compared to what we've seen different people this season and past seasons hmm. said that she had to stop watching the show as it comes out for her mental health. Mm -hmm. So I just, my heart goes out to them a lot because they really have put their whole self out there for the world to comment on their relationship. Like everyone's got an opinion, you know, it's like, it's yeah. so vulnerable to do this. So, I mean, if you were on this show, do you, would you want to watch, like, if you were them, would you watch the show as it came out, or would you ever watch it? That would feel so fresh to me, to watch it as soon as it's coming out. I already know what happened. I lived it. <laughs> I would probably need some time to be like, all right, let me watch it at a moment where I'm not going to be sensitive to what I see. And that may be, like, a year or so later. Yeah, this is, I feel like we say this every season, but the people, participants that have agreed to be on this show are champs because this is tough. Like you're in a heated situation. You're like, this is like, even if there wasn't a camera crew, just being paired with someone that you've never met before, like that's tough. And there's a lot of growing pains and then they're recording every day and and like even the thing of like if I constantly had a camera crew that would ask me, okay, tell me about this, tell me about like I'm gonna eventually say something stupid. I say stuff that's semi stupid already, and no one is forcing me to do so. So I I I empathize for sure, for sure uh, with them. And yeah, I think I would watch it though. I think I would just to like see because. I did live it to Mabel's point, but editing is magical. Like 
Just because I lived it and remember it one way, it could be completely different on camera and on TV. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely want to see that. Um, also, like, you kind of know all your friends and family are going to watch it. So I want to know what they've seen so I can, yeah. like, judge how I'm going to react to that if if I need to. So how about you, uh, Ashley? <laughs> I think even if I had gone through this and ended up in a successful marriage and was happy and felt like I was on the path to, oops, I was on the path to like having a long lasting, great relationship, I would probably wait until a little while afterwards to, to watch the episodes. I think it's just the fan base for this show obviously is huge. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's the reason that we're doing, you know, this show because we like to talk about it and we think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But the the inundation of other people's opinions it's okay. as the story is unfolding yeah. in such a measured way, I think would be really hard to deal with. Yeah. Like, I think I would definitely want to watch the show at some point. I think I would just want to do it on my own terms. So, like, maybe as the show is coming out, I would not be watching it. I would not be on social media. I would not, I would be very clear with any friends and family that like, I don't want to talk about this with you yet. Like if you want to watch the show, that's up to you. That's fine. I'm not going to talk to you about my experience because if we're that close already, you would have, you know, known how I was doing throughout the experience yeah. as it was happening. And then later when I, when things had died down quite a bit, then maybe I would watch it at my own pace. And like, like Paige said, she said she has like Thursday morning or whatever therapy appointments to talk about what happened the night before on the show because like she's reliving that like that's so much that's so much and so I think yeah I would just want that to all be on my terms not like the schedule of how they're releasing episodes what they happen to cover in an episode like no fuck that like (laughs) my life my problems I will you know absorb that as I'm ready but I don't think I could do it right away I think that would be too much you also have a moment of like people giving their opinions i mean even kevin said it now you have everyone in your business and giving their opinion on a relationship where you kind of want to just let the majority of the noise quiet down and then at the end of it all all right i'll actually talk to the people who are still around in my life and want to have a conversation not just butt in and then we'll debrief about it. I also don't feel like I'm going to have to explain myself to those individuals because they're going to know me. They're going to be more familiar with who I am, not who mm-hmm. they saw on TV. And so they can also decide for themselves a little better, you know? Yeah. yeah. And also, like, you don't, they don't owe the fans of the show anything. No. Like, the way that the previous season, Christina, after all the stuff went down, she like got off social media and moved to Mexico for a while. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like she doesn't owe us an explanation for anything. Nope. She doesn't like, she gave us a lot <laughs> and like, well, I don't agree with everything that she did. That's completely respectable to be like, okay, yeah, this is your time now. You gave us a huge chunk of your life and you are vulnerable and you let us peek into your world for a little while like Mm -hmm. now that that's done you don't you're not obligated to continue to do that now like this is a one-way street really (laughs) so that's on her terms at their terms plus like i imagine if a person has any type of insecurities 
somebody's going to catch it and comment about mm-hmm. it. And that's tough. That's really, really tough. Um, and then also, I think, like, I've, for me, as a person who's a little bit more on the the Vincent side of, like, I want people to be happy and, like, I will try to, like, smooth if we're in a group setting, I'm trying to like kind of be in the middle to smooth things over so everything goes smooth. Mm-hmm. The idea of being in this situation where you could be paired with someone that like you just you just don't like. You just it just is, isn't gonna work. Like I think that's where that's the scary part. Because you want to be nice. You want to be like this person is going through this situation with you, but um you know, whether that's uh, a Zach and Mindy or uh, or a Jacob and Haley where it's just like like you know very early for them they kind of knew this isn't it and how do you like navigate saying that without being harsh and like I yeah. I, I get that that's really really tricky and mm-hmm. and that's like assuming that the other person is on your side like what if the other person thinks that they can make it work and you know that this is not going to work like that's its own level of hell like um like i gotta tell you no like every single day like that's so mm-hmm. the people on the show i just we uh you guys are champs <laughs> you're champs mm-hmm. and and you know the the ones that it worked out for i imagine like they kind of view this as like i had to go through this craziness to find my person and that's the reward and then the ones that it didn't work out it's like what do i have to show for this mm-hmm. maybe more followers I don't know. well even then i i kind of wish we could keep up with some of the lives of those who did get divorced a little more i know it's mm-hmm. a lot but I don't always think that a success story on the show means that they stayed married at the end of it all. Yeah. I think that some people are success stories on the show even when they got divorced. And they would be awesome people to hear from commenting like at the end when they had some couples come back on and ask them questions like, I want to hear more about people in general that were success stories, whether they stayed married or got divorced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Paige not being in that relationship is a success story. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I I think it is. Like, yeah, she is going to have to get a divorce. It sounds like they haven't done it yet. But so you could call that a failure. But her getting out of that thing is a win. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I I totally I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, we also saw at the end of the episode, like they do the preview, of course, for, um, you know, the next season, season 13, which is in Houston, I believe, mm-hmm. and another set of five couples. Um, but they also did a preview for like another episode, I guess, that I'm just pulling up more about it. One second. Um, so it seems like it's going to air on June 9th, be two hours long. It was filmed four months after Decision Day, which would be the, around the beginning of March, only, which is only a few weeks after the reunion was filmed. So a little bit after the reunion is filmed, that's when this was taken care of. And they have everything from Paige talking to Nancy about things. We see Brianna and Vincent buying a house. We see like Haley and Jacob dating like other people, obviously, mm-hmm. and like kind of this continuation 
Let me see Paige on a show. date. Yeah. Um, from the preview, I just saw Paige hanging out with Nancy, but totally could be her on a date, too. I saw. I think I. I thought I saw her with a guy. Oh. Okay, great. So there's yeah. that stuff too. Yeah. So I was honestly when I saw the preview, I was confused what it was. I thought maybe it was like couples cam or something, but it seems to just be sort of like a bonus episode on the season. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that format? Because that's like relatively new too. I like it. Yeah. I like having some sort of update from individuals' lives. I'm curious how much we're going to get to know. And so, like I, I think it's cool. Hey, I want to learn how you're buying a house. But also get to some of the conversations that you've been working on, how you've grown even more since filming and have some of that, not just like a, not just a check-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wish they did this for last season, season 11. Like seeing Henry on dates, <laughs> goals, uh. goals. But yeah, gosh, what, what what's Henry doing now? He's so great. Henry, I hope Henry you're living your Jacob best life. Henry and Jacob would get along well. What? Henry and Jacob, like their dry sense of humors. I feel like yeah. they're kind of on the same level. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, like they would both enjoy a Harambe joke for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, Jake I think one, some of the right? people from. I don't know if they ever meet each other from different seasons. I think that'd be cool, though, if they just kind of, I don't know, a WhatsApp group of all the gentlemen. And all, I don't know. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Done. You are now invited to the WhatsApp group. Of- That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels like, um, what do they call it, like a crossover episode when you have like, like New Girl did that with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where like characters from one show show up in another one. And even though this is the same show because it's different groups of people, like it's so strange to see them interacting with each other in some yeah. ways. It's like, you guys have a lot in common, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Yet again, we bring another brand into this. We're just, we're killing it. I love that episode when they went to New York and yeah. you uh-huh. see Brooklyn Nine-Nine characters. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's really good um yeah no i i like it i think hopefully they'll do it going forward um yeah. do you guys want to talk about the preview for the next season too that little trailer video who we might see married next season yeah yes. i mean the the main thing i got was like the they have an asian couple like, I feel like we've been calling for this for a while, and it seems like it's happening. And a couple? Do we know that both partners are Asian? I just saw... That's, that's fair. He was. That's very fair. It's always very know. misleading, because they, like, won't show people's faces very much. And since they're all new people, I, it takes me a minute to, like, put the names to the faces and put the couples together. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, I'm not sure if it's, like, a Asian couple where both partners are Asian, but... Mm. That is like fairly new representation, unfortunately, which is good. For married at first sight, yeah. Like they, if that is the case, like they got the interracial couple, they got the divorce, divorcee. Like they're like trying to knock out all the things. They're checking all the boxes. They're 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 checking up all the yeah. You you might get the the LGBTQ couple that we've talked about in the past like at this rate it seems like that's going to happen um 
doubt it. I think they might. I don't know about I mean, next I, I season. I hope I'm wrong. But... I, don't get me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I mm. think they've made excuses for that for a really long time, and I don't see that changing. Someone but they made excuses for divorce couples, too, and they, they changed that, right? Maybe, yeah. But I, I don't... To be even totally different tangent we can go on because they have only a few like hard and fast kind of don't even apply if you have if you have kids it used to be if you were married once before but if you have kids you're like we haven't seen anybody on the show yet um like what else i mean they don't have a lot of hard and fast rules but i don't know maybe they could at least because they all like all the couples we've seen have been heterosexual at least in the relationship i don't even know if we've i may just be confusing it with the other show but i don't think we've seen anyone that's even like bisexual in a heterosexual relationship on the show or at least that they've talked about yeah 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 i am confusing it though with um i just blanked on the other show 90 day fiance no um unmatchables <laughs> no it's okay no he it what's it oh i can't even um behind the screen door they don't meet they don't see each other love is blind oh love is blind yeah Gosh, speaking we've seen like two seasons of this show and we haven't seen season two of love is blind yet what's going on I am, i'm excited for season two of love is blind i when that first season came out that is literally all we did for like one weekend we're like oh what let's check this out and then two days later we were like what happened? <laughs> Left out. I got so invested in Cameron and Lauren, and mm-hmm. I woke up, and now I I don't know what's happening in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like my yeah, favorite was like telling people about the show, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's nonsense," and then they would like start watching it, and then I would talk to them later, and they're like, "So I'm on episode nine. I don't know what <laughs> happened to my day." I was like. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. On a side note, they need to pick more like newer cities. They do the same ones. Seriously, they really do. They really like, do. Get me a Boston where it's a bunch of people with like weird Boston accents. They did okay. have Boston. Maybe not weird. Um, in season, early season, early season. Oh, and really? Season, so this is season thirteen. Season fourteen, they're casting for right now will be in Boston. Okay. Boston. 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 Love in Boston. They need like a season in DR, yes. okay. Now that they've right. had success with that, <laughs> that would they be a just fun need question. They come out like and do Denver, Seattle, like let's even do San Francisco or LA, like something. Yeah, it oh, feels like honestly their locations are mostly chosen by like, like the contracts of the experts because Dr. Mm. Viviana is in Houston. Actually, I don't know where Pastor Cal is based, but Atlanta. I thought it was Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, so he's in Atlanta. I don't know where Pe- Dr. Pepper is based, but maybe that's also factoring into it where it's like, because this is such a time commitment, the travel for them, I wonder if that's just negotiated, like that that's never really about, like, mm-hmm. let's make sure we get different parts of the country or whatever. It's mm-hmm. more like functionally as a show, how can we do this in a way that's going to appease some of the, the people Ooh. who are on there? What cities do you think would be great for them to, to do? I. I think those um, West Coast cities would be good. I think so like if you come Seattle out and do, and... I don't know, even like Las Vegas have a city in there. Like they had the honeymoon. Ooh. Like a season in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. 
And also you get different like subcultures kind of like within the different parts exactly. of the country that you can kind of yeah. tap into that like it's just different in different places. Cool. Or Phoenix. Phoenix. I think Come it would be cool. Detroit. Yeah, I was just going to say like do a city like Detroit um that's very different culture uh a city like Tennessee uh sorry Nashville Nashville Tennessee would be kind of mm-hmm. interesting yeah. where like you know maybe it's not going to be the same it might not look the cast might not be as diverse as it has been if you pick some smaller cities around the country but um it's going to bring diversity in terms of like Boise, Idaho is a very different dating scene than Houston, Texas. Like, I wonder, you know, we're going to get a, a just different group of people and, and that could be fun. Um, and then international, let's get some Jamaica, some DR. Um, yes. I would like to volunteer. Let's do Vancouver or something. Canada. <laughs> but also just oh, like I don't yeah. know if we necessarily Love have that. to go international, but just have more diverse participants. Like a lot of yeah. people <laughs> this isn't news to you guys, but there's a lot of people in the US who like their whole family isn't necessarily from here or like isn't from here recently. And so like we can get like that diversity. It, it's not just like, oh I'm from this country or whatever. It's also diversity in like all different things that's like makes mm-hmm. the show more interesting. And it also makes me think of like when um, they had the, was it Houston? The one where like Bobby and Danielle were together. And like Mm. Danielle had like moved to the South because she liked those more conservative values and her family was more liberal. And she wanted a family that was more conservative, which I feel like is the opposite of what I usually hear at least. It was so (laughs) funny, but like, that's what you kind of get in those different areas of like, these are generally the values that people kind of stick to and it just makes it it's just people are all different we all want different things so we are yeah that is yeah okay that's fair so it doesn't necessarily have to be another country but and they do have this based on like they have the married at first sight australia show so i guess they already kind of have different countries and they all and married at first Sight australia they like that show is boundaries and restrictions on like who can be on the show they're just like these people are getting married and yeah i have never watched it i've seen trailers and i'm like this is this is like reality reality tv like we yeah. got all the drama mm-hmm. so it's a very different show all right well this this season guys we did it this has been season 12 <laughs> i can't <laughs> i can't believe we got to this part again this has been since january like this has been half of our year like so much, so much has changed since then, and I think people it's were been... in different cities back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of different life changes. Like we've personally all gone through, and I don't know. This this show has been a journey, like mm-hmm. top to bottom. But I have to say for myself, I really enjoy talking about this with you guys. I like this a lot. I could do this all the time. Like that when we get into the specifics of like, how do you feel about this part of relationships and. Like, we all have very different experiences with that. So thank you guys for doing this with me. I really like it. Oh, that was really sweet. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you that. I will not make a joke to try to mess up this sweet moment. You really wanted to, didn't you? You I do, but I won't. (laughs) 
I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, this is really enjoy. This is yeah. Echo everything you said. Like it's 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 really great, and uh, I just the fact that we get to just hang out with best buds and talk. I think it's cool, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, being able to hear from listeners as well. Like I feel like like there are some people that feel like we're friends with them because of like the messages and emails and stuff mm-hmm. all off of the show. And that's super awesome. And mm-hmm. so this has been a, this has been a pretty cool six months or however long. <laughs> however long we've been doing this now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little awkward ass is at the end of our season, but if you do enjoy the show, like if you if you want to rate, review, subscribe, and do all that stuff so that folks who um, stumble across Married at First Sight later or stumble across us later um, know that you like it, that would be awesome. We're also on Instagram at Cup of Three Podcast. Um, we are hoping to kind of come back online with some different kind of ideas we have for this project. So just stay tuned. Um, we're kind of keeping it open right now, but please reach out to us about your thoughts about this season now that it's coming to a close. And thank you so much for going on this ride with us. We know it's been a lot and it's it's been a lot of fun. So we will talk to you soon, but until then, we'll see you guys later. Bye. See you later.